I'm Sarah Carter, and this is Daily Dispatches, a podcast that helps me pay attention to what I'm paying attention to. For more about this project and the ideas behind it, you can listen to the first three episodes, but otherwise we're just going to go ahead and jump right in. This podcast is part of a larger storytelling project called Daily Fieldwork. You can find more information about Daily Fieldwork at our Instagram at Daily Fieldwork on Instagram or feel free to reach out via email at imdailyfieldworking at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hey, it is February 27th. Um, I just started a new job not too long ago. And everybody is like still kind of adjusting to a lot of the stuff that happened in COVID. So it's been kind of an uncertain onboarding situation. And I was just reading this. John O'Donohue blessing about work as I get ready for the week and as I'm thinking about my job this week and so I'm just going to read it for work may the light of your soul bless your work with love and warmth of heart may you see in what you do the beauty of your soul May the sacredness of your work bring light and renewal to those who work with you and to those who see and receive your work. May your work never exhaust you. May it release wellsprings of refreshment, inspiration, and excitement. May you never become lost in bland absences. May the day never burden. May dawn find hope in your heart, approaching your new day with dreams, possibilities, and promises. May evening find you gracious and fulfilled. May you go into the night blessed, sheltered, and protected. May your soul calm, console, and renew you. Hey, it's 6.06 p.m. on February 28th. A Monday. Um, I'm just going to do a little farm soundscape. Site one, as you can guess, is the little frog pond. They're in the mood for love. It's springtime. Too cloudy to see the moon. I'm going to pause it before our next location so you don't have to listen to me heavy breathing. We're on a big gravel pile. Some kids have been up and overing on the gravel pile, and it just sounds really good. 
headed up past the stream, which is very, very full. The stream has like a little overflow part where a lot of water lilies grow and watercress and not too much action over here yet. They'll get up pretty high. They'll get up about four foot high or like almost up to your waist, I guess. I got so tickled today. I was talking to my dad on the phone and he asked if they have bees on the farm and they do. I actually don't know who the APRists are, but um, he said that people are stealing bees, and I did not ask the source, but he was very concerned that our bees are okay so far, and my mom and I got tickled, but I believe it. Everybody likes honey. Okay, I'm going to pause it and see if we can find a little farm cap. Let's see if we can get a moo. Hi everyone. How's it going? No moo. I was trying to get a little cow sniff on the mic. Let's try one more. Lucky lady. Hey, cow. Could you sniff into this mic? Thank you, miss. You hear, you heard it here first, folks. No, kitty, that's all she wrote. Thanks. This has been your agricultural sonic soundscape. Just kidding. Extended cut. One more stream. Okay, that's it, unless the bees are buzzing. Last one, this is the greenhouse fans from the outside.
Hey, I was just thinking about this on my way to the car. This is like in the category of um, like things that, but really specific places I wish that I were instead of where I am, not as an act of discontentment, but as an act of uh, feeling specification, I guess naming a a feeling but anyway I just want to be at a hardcore show with my girlfriends today I was thinking about some ladies I want to get together with and get caught up on everything and I'm you know over 35 and people have families and there's stuff to consider and people's different diets and um, people are sober people not sober and all these little things and it is 100% worth it to have relationship time but there's just something magic about being a woman who loves hardcore and going to a show and seeing your friends there not because their boyfriends are playing but because they want to be there and I I was never in Virginia things got pretty rough and so I was never like in the pit per se um but and didn't really, really want to be, I don't think. But there's something so cool about the freedom of being in a wild space and knowing how to act right and not having to keep up conversation with people who aren't. Not as an act of exclusion, but just because I feel like I did that everywhere else, I had to kind of like try and keep up with things other women knew about that I didn't know about and I think that got me started asking a lot of questions and could be one contributing factor to um, my love of interview but anyway like I also have have all typically been very comfortable in male spaces because my dad is really tough and I would be with him in his garage or, you know, I grew up playing sports and, um, I don't know. I think there's like a certain invisibility to be a woman or woman identifying person in like a predominantly male space where people are busy and doing something. You could disagree with me, but I just want to go to a hardcore show with my girlfriends. Okay. I don't know what it's March 1st. We made it. Cheers. March 2nd, it's Ash Wednesday. I went to Mass. I did not grow up in a Catholic tradition, but Lent is very important to me and meaningful. So I popped in to get the ashes for the first time. And I'm always struck by the beauty of Catholic churches, all the symbols and stained glass. It's really lovely. This was was at Christ the King. They have a really beautiful building and there are these two large floral arrangements actually it looked like some kind of filler some kind of like tan bushy bulrushes wheat looking fuzzy thing next to two candles that had been lit for the ceremony and um this woman um probably in her third third came out and started kind of zhuzhing the arrangements and um I was like oh what is this part of the ceremony I'm unfamiliar with this moving of the flowers or whatever um but she 
she was just moving them away from the candles I think because it made her nervous and I love thinking about the conversation that I hope she had with whomever she was sitting next to because uh, I just so identify like being somewhere seeing something that I think is dangerous or wrong and then like fixating on that like the whole rest of the time and I'm grateful for her for saving us you know from a fire potentially but um also whoops sorry here comes the cow gate uh also the person that was about to go first in the processional I think knew her I don't know if it was her husband or whatever um but I could hear him do that sound you do under your breath uh where you're like oh Carol or like oh mom um because he was like waiting for her to finish to go up the aisle and it was just very human and endearing and lovely and that's all bye it's March 3rd I've just been personally visited by an unaccompanied car terrier named Mac actually I don't know if her name is Mac or Max because the person who owns her is very quiet and is a friend of my landlord's and the farm. And I've always read that she is a person to whom I should ask very few questions. Not because she's unkind, but it's clear that to me that she doesn't suffer fools. She's also an excellent woodworker. And anyway... That little dog is has such a little attitude. It's so funny to me. Um, but we've become friends. And so when she comes, <clears throat> she gets out of her little car. And Lord knows what she does. She loves the rabbits. But um, she just comes to the, my little front door and barks. And I let her in. She sniffs all around. I'm on an, a, a bard from giving her treats right now. Um, cause she's in her third third, but I did give her halves of multiple cucumber slices and you know how it is when someone eats half of something and you eat the other half and you're going to be best friends forever, which is how I feel about this dog. More importantly, today I went on a walk with my friend at the park and she showed me a text from her mother that I cannot stop thinking about. And it's a picture of a pepperoni stick in the yard. And just next to a building, just a just a whole, like, two-foot-long pepperoni stick in the grass. And the text says, I was looking for a stick in my yard and found this. A pepperoni? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Is this gang related? (sighs) I mean, which brings us to our next question is like, how did that pepperoni get there? Who... And this is from Florida. This person lives in Florida. Like, how... Who would waste a good pepperoni in the hot sun? Number one. Number two, how did it did it arrive there? And number three, what does it mean? 
If you have any of the answers to this question, please email me at I'm, I am daily field working at gmail.com and we'll get your answers to the appropriate parties. Signing off. Morning. It's March 4th. Oh, we made it. I'm just going to keep saying it. I think that making it out of January and February is not for the faint of heart, and we've done it. The special treat this week for me was learning Gene Ritchie's version of The Little Devils. Um, she's incredible. Um, the song is hilarious to me and every time I listen to it it just got funnier and funnier it involves one of the stereotypes of Appalachian women the old crone and um the the old crone is both the antagonist and the protagonist I think in this story and um lots of gender is a big theme um of course like uh, redemption or, um, heaven and hell. Uh, I, I wanted to stop myself before I got too deep in, in the whole of like, um, history of the song. I did talk to two folks at an art opening last night about it. Um, and I'll tell you what I learned and your girl was sitting here this morning drinking my coffee I'm about to have to leave the house um, to go test drive at Tacoma. Someone named Steven, the dealership. But I got on the Library of Congress uh, website, which is like lets me know it's time for me to stop when I have an agenda. But um, okay, last night I mentioned this great song to J.P. Harris, who's standing there, and he knows a lot about country music. And he said he mentioned two families who's do versions of of the same tune or a similar tune or a tune with devil in the title but one is the hammonds family um from the pocahontas area of west virginia and he and laura basin were standing there and they were talking about how i think pocahontas county but the pocahontas area is like very hard to navigate it's one of the most remote places in West Virginia and has like the most dead-end streets that just abruptly end but their version is instrumental and I haven't tracked it down yet but I'll look and he also mentioned that Justice J-U-S-T-U-S Begley B-E-G-L-E-Y who I think is from Kentucky did a version and in his version it's like a redemption story. Like he's, um, it's time for his reckoning, you know, with God at the end of his life and the devils keep coming and, and he's like fighting them off. So, um, you know, when I put the crimps on my research this morning, uh, it looks like there's nine little devils on the Library of Congress site that was part of Voices of the Dust Bowl the Charles L. Todd and Robert Sonkin Migrant Worker Collection from 1941 at the Folklife Center. I also saw uh, some stuff briefly that there is a child ballad, um, or this is a child ballad, this version, but the lyrics are very different from the Ritchie version. 
So anyway, before I just get nerd, nerd out on that and, and, and bore you before you hear the song, there is a category of songs about redemption or not, about devils, about hell. And um, to me, they sound very like they feel very much like a biblical parable. Um, and in this one, when the most overt message is a little bit, um, I guess, a, I don't know. I'll just let you decide. But um, uh, I'll just say, I love men and I love salty women. And um, this song could be anti, I guess it could be seen anti both. Um, <laughs> but I'll just let you listen. Thanks for listening this week. Um, take care and don't forget to send your own daily dis- dispatch, your own daily dispatch uh, to your granny, to your mama, to your friends, to me. Okay, bye. Shoot, y'all, I forgot a couple of things. One, um, there is one one part in this song where the devil is putting um, this lady into his sack. And um, it sounds to me like Richie is saying, Harvest? I'm sure it's like a pronunciation of like harvest. He harvests her up. Or uh, I don't know. I can't figure out the lyric, but that's what it means. He's putting her in the sack. Um, also, I wanted to say that the Appalachian archetypes of the old crone, like, so there were a couple that came through when some of this early literature about um, the remote regions of Appalachia was happening, which is kind of late 1800s, early 1900s when a lot of missionaries were flooding into the area. Also, a lot of logging companies were flooding into the area. People misunderstood some of the cultural things. And then there were some cultural things that, to me, needed to change. Um, but, but, you know, the stereotype of, like, the old mountaineer who is kind of a drunk and kind of lazy and then leans on this other stereotype the mountain wife who is this overworked, you know, run down, extra skinny, has to keep everybody afloat. And then there's the old crone, which is the grandma that smokes a pipe. And you'll see a reference to this woman in the song hiding, you know, the backer she put in a crack. Like, so she hid some tobacco um, at home. So um, kind of like this very, you know, withered worldly tough smoking older lady and then the other flattering one is the um beautiful oversexed mountain girl so kind of the idea of like um is it ellie clampett the young blonde bombshell on the beverly hillbilly so i mean that's a really easy thing to to google if you want to hear more about that and um anyway i just want to say the star of this is is that archetype of the um the tough old nagging crone that smokes a pipe Okay, that's all. Goodbye. There was an old man, he lived near hell. He had a little farm and upon it did dwell, sing hi, oh, rattle, ding, day. Oh, the devil come to him one day at his plow. There's one in your family I need to have now, sing hi, oh, rattle, ding, day. Oh, it's neither your son nor your daughter at grave.
It's your old golden wife, and it's her I must have. Sing hi, all rattle, ding, day. So he have a syrup all on his back. And like a bull peddler when a pack in his pack, sing hi, all rattle, ding, day. As they approach the high gates of hell. He said, rake back the coals, boys, and roll roaster well. Sing hi, all rattle, ding, day. Two little devils came a-rattling their chains. She hauled back her cudgel and knocked out their brains. Sing hi, all rattle, ding, day. Two more little devils peeped over the wall. Said, take her back, daddy, or she'll kill us all. Sing hi, all rattle, ding, day. So he have a syrup ball on his back. And like a bull peller when a pack in his pack. Sing hi, all rattle, ding, day. Here's your old scolding wife, and it's her I won't have. She ain't fit for heaven, she shan't stay in hell. Sing hi, oh rattle, ding, day. Oh, it's seven years going and seven coming back. She called for the backer she left in the crack. Sing hi, oh rattle, ding, day. Oh, the women, they are so much better than men. When they go to hell, they get sent back again. Sing hi, oh rattle, ding, day.